0: Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal, and alternative music. I'm Kev P.
1: And I'm Gem J. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases, and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well
0: as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Mosh Cast. Welcome to episode two of Ready to Mosh. Uh, let's move straight on to the news. And interesting developments this week. Ramstein uh, announced a tour for 2023. Or did they? <laughs> well, th- this is the big question. Nobody actually knows. It was announced sort of everywhere in the media through this week that Ramstein were doing extra tour dates for 2023 through Europe, I believe.
1: Yeah, UK and Europe dates were announced for next summer and they were kind of big stadium dates, weren't they?
0: Yeah. And interestingly, there was kind of a gap around download. So they could have potentially been a headliner for Download 2023, Mm. as all of the gaps seemed to fit perfectly well. And I started looking into this, and there were tickets. It looked a little strange. I think it was on Ticketmaster, where they were showing tickets available for these dates. But some of the dates weren't actually confirmed. So instead of saying Wednesday, twenty-first of July, so you know, kind of like a seven PM time, it said Wednesday. Uh, sorry, it said twenty-first July, but there was no day next to it or any time. It just said to be confirmed. So that looked a little odd to start with. And on Ramstein World, they posted around twenty-four hours later that the new tour was actually fake and that a lot of news outlets had picked this up. But This is where it gets even stranger. On the official Ramstein website, there is absolutely nothing about it, either about the tour being real or the tour being fake. So nobody actually knows, and Mm. I can't get to the bottom of this.
1: Yeah, it's all very strange, is it, that they are going to do a tour next year and someone's accidentally leaked the information early?
0: Well, that wouldn't be the first time something like that's happened. Is it that something was posted by mistake and the outlet's picked up on this? Nobody really kind of knows where the true source of the information is.
1: Has it just been done as a joke and then it's snowballed into something bigger and people have taken it seriously?
0: Yeah, and there were lots of reputable kind of news outlets Mm. releasing this information, so I really, really don't know. So, Rammstein tour for 2023, might be real, might not be real, and... If it is real, it does open up the possibility that they are going to headline download next year.
1: Could it be that it's been released too early and they need to... They
0: pulled it because of Pulled
1: it because they're going to be at download and then they're going to announce their own tour after, maybe. Another theory.
0: Yeah, very possible. And download are a little funny with bands about what information they release if they're going to play at festivals that year.
1: But then again, they're also a bit funny about bands playing within a certain vicinity within so many days of download aren't they as well yeah so
0: this was something we found out quite recently that we didn't Mm. know bands are restricted to playing around the same time so bands can play in the uk around the same time as download kind of before and after however they have to play outside of a certain radius of of the festival itself and we've seen this mentioned by a couple of artists but the bit that i don't understand about this is that i've seen bands or we've been to see bands that have played around a similar time mm. such as anti shikari played was it two days before the download
1: festival they did a warm-up gig at rock city or was it rescue rooms it was at rock was city place, was it
0: it was rock city yeah
1: um very short notice announcement just as a warm-up but we were actually at download because i think they were there on the sunday and this was on the friday but it could be a new thing for this year that they bought in this restriction i'm not sure because i've never heard it mentioned
0: yeah it, it's very possible
1: but I've seen a couple of different bands mention it when they've posted tour dates and people have gone, oh, why are you not playing here? And they've got, Why are you not playing Nottingham? Because... Why are you not playing Leicester? Yeah, <laughs> and they've said, we can't because we've got this restriction because we're at download. We can't do it.
0: Okay, that could explain the Ramstein drama that's but going on at the moment.
1: Who knows? By next week, maybe it'll all become clear. Absolutely. Okay, so my news this week is that Judas Priest have finally been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. About time. About time. That's what a lot of people have said. So they've gone into the Musical Excellence Award category, which apparently is for artists whose originality and influence have had a dramatic impact.
0: As one of the founding fathers of Thrash that I don't I don't know why it's taken this long.
1: Who knows? But apparently they've been eligible since nineteen ninety nine because the rules state that they have to have had their first musical commercial release twenty five years prior to them being in. Yeah. Or, or being nominated. And they got nominated into the ballot in twenty twenty but they didn't get enough votes. Okay. But this year they've made it.
0: There's a couple of things that I'd love to know about this. So Metallica are already inducted, I believe. I believe so. And that means Judas are now. So how long before we get Megadeth and Slayer? I'm going to guess Megadeth and Slayer will never get in.
1: Possibly not, no. Well, this may pave the way for more metal bands to get in there. I don't know. There's not many in there already, are there? No,
0: which is a bit of a joke if it's a rock and roll hall Mm. of fame. Especially when, did you see who has been inducted as well?
1: Dolly Parton?
0: Yeah, who asked not to be inducted and maintained that she doesn't belong in this and shouldn't be inducted and they should give it to somebody that deserves it and she conveniently asked for this after the votes had already been tallied and it was too late so way to go dolly
1: (laughs) so yeah anyways that's judas priest in the rock and roll hall of fame apparently they had their first single released in 1974 followed by an album in september that year okay and they just they kind of just bimbled about for want of a better word in the 70s releasing various records and albums and it wasn't until british steel in 1980 where they really took off and became a bit more mainstream
0: yeah kind of more commercially viable commercial
1: they became yeah so and my random fact about judas priest which you know already
0: yeah I think I know where this is going.
1: Yeah, um, Judas Priest actually played at my dad's Christmas work party. Before they were famous, obviously. Um, I did ask my mum last night if she could remember when this was. Apparently, she thinks it's late 60s, early 70s. I think it was probably around early 70s time, because according to Wikipedia, they didn't form till 1969,
0: so... Yeah, it's going to be 69, 70 then, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, so I'm not quite sure what sort of thing they played at the Christmas party, but... <laughs> The the joys of watching
0: Judas Priest.
1: Yeah. Moving on to the review section of the show. My review this week is Ramstein's new album. Very Ramstein heavy episode this week.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Anyway, their new album, Zeit, came out this last week. It is their eighth studio album.
0: I thought they'd have done a lot. They've been around a long time, Ramstein.
1: They've been around a long time, but they did have a 10-year gap between 2009 and 2019 where they didn't release a studio album.
0: Okay, so a 10-year gap where they would have maybe knocked out another yeah, the two at least.
1: Potentially. I've been listening to that this week. It's grown on me as the week's gone. I'd say it was very typical Ramstein in some ways, but not so typical in other ways. It opens with "Army de Tristan, which is a very slow building song. It's it's kind of got slow vocals and it builds up and it blends, but then it kind of comes into a catchy chorus, kind of typical of Ramstein. It's got kind of a chuggy riff undertone and some synths in there as well. And then the second track, Zeit, which was the lead single. Very unusual for a lead single, really, because they do normally put out something more catchy and upbeat for so a single. it's not <laughs> it's not no it's very slow it's got quite mournful vocals and kind of piano playing throughout it's a really good song though and the video is epic in terms of the song the way it's it builds there isn't a guitar kicking in till about two and a half minutes how long so the song? it's it's a long one it's about five and a half minutes i think so it starts very much with the vocal and just piano
0: it's the single in the video the same length as the yeah. album track,
1: about five and a half minute video. It's a I was really good. I was wondering video, if they shrink
0: yeah. shrink the single down no. to three and a half minutes.
1: No, it's the same full length, and it's like I say, it's a really epic video. It's got loads of imagery of death and birth, and it's kind of sepia toned. And okay, you can see you frowning at me. Yeah, give just, it a watch or a listen.
0: Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm just You're not. not a, a I'm not a Ramstein fan. fan. Is it all? Is the album all in German?
1: Yeah, there's the odd English word in it. I'll, just come on to that. <laughs> okay. I'll come on to that later, but yeah, it's all German, okay, as you'd expect. Just go through a few more tracks. The third track's another slow but heavy one, and then fourth track, Giftig, that kind of picks up the pace. It's got kind of a plinky-plonky, catchy chorus, more of your traditional Rammstein single. And then the second single, which they've released... A few weeks ago, Zixac. That is definitely what I'd have imagined if I'd have listened to the album first. They'd have picked that as their first single. It's got a really catchy chorus and some poppy kind of synths going through it. Video for that is also really good. It's it's one of their comedy videos, I would say. Okay. And they're all kind of dressed up in I'd say an eighties kind of cabaret setting. But they've got really exaggerated lips and cheekbones and it's just looking at basically the world's current obsession with Botox and filler and plastic surgery. <laughs> Done in the in a, in a kind Ramstein of way. In way. Yeah. So interesting video, but yeah, that's a good one. Um the next song OK, I'm not keen on that one at all. It's probably my least favourite. It's not okay. No. Um next one I've made a note of, track nine, Dicker Titten which translates as big titties lovely another comedy ramstein song i would say it opens with an umpah band so you've got some trumpets (laughs) and then the drums kick in and then you've got some chugging riffs and then the trumpets kind of return in the middle it's quite a sounds horrible it's quite a carnival atmosphere i would say but it's again a very catchy one that's grown it does get stuck in your head
0: i think i'm avoiding this one
1: (laughs) Just Moving on, just one more track I wanted to mention. The final track, Adieu. We're back to a very slow, melancholic, heavy track again to finish the album. This is where your English word comes in because the chorus is Adieu, Goodbye, Auf Wiedersehen. Basically, it's kind of obviously saying goodbye, and a lot of comments I've read actually saying, Could this mean that this is their final album? They're saying goodbye at the final track. No. Who knows?
0: Not a chance. Yeah,
1: I think. Wait no, and there's. See.
0: They've got so much more life left in their music, although mm. I'm not a fan. They, they've got so many fans there. That... Yeah,
1: I know what you mean, because although, like I say, I think this is what I call a typical Ramstein album, they've all got the same kind of formula to them, but they're all different and they all kind of move on and they keep coming up with new ideas and yeah, new I, sounds, I, I even though it's kind of the same sound.
0: I can't see Ramstein quitting for yeah. a long time yet. Mm. If you think how long Maiden have been going...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're in the 50s now.
0: Yeah, I, I think they've yeah. they've got plenty of time left.
1: We'll see. Anyway, I would give this one an 8 out of 10. Okay. I think there are a couple of skippable tracks, but on the whole, it's a good solid Ramstein offering.
0: Hmm. Well, I've been listening to Profound Morality, which is a new EP by Harriet. These are a band... It's a quartet that's been getting quite a lot of attention lately. They've turned a lot of heads, and... This EP, I can see why. I've listened to it four or five times already today. It's only 20 minutes long. There's about eight tracks on there. So they're not the longest of Yeah, I was going to say, if yeah. it's
1: only 20 minutes and eight songs, that's kind of punk territory in terms or of pretty song much, lengths, yeah. isn't
0: it? So there's, there's eight tracks on there, but some are obviously really, really short and kind of blend into the next track, if you know what I mean. These guys are playing at Download and... They are, yeah. Which is going to be very, very interesting. Do you know where they are on the list?
1: I know Download. They are opening either Dogtooth or Avalanche on the Friday.
0: Okay. So Dogtooth, this will work. Avalanche, I don't think it will because the Avalanche is usually too bright. They have such an atmospheric sound. And it's the kind of thing that will work really well in dark venues or really dark tents. So I think if they're on the avalanche, it's going to be difficult.
1: Yeah, I've just checked, and it is the Dogtooth that they're opening.
0: Then they'll be fine. Yeah, so they're also set to play the Bloodstock Festival. Yeah. Which has kind of thrown a spanner in the work for me, if they're playing the dog Tooth, because I was, if they were opening on the main stage, I would have watched potentially watched somebody else. So I'd like to see these in in a kind of a dark sort of setting. But in the Dogtooth, it, it is dark in there. So that has thrown a spanner in the works for who I'm going to watch.
1: Hmm, interesting. I can't remember where they are, line-up-wise, at Bloodstock.
0: Okay. Well, the band, just because I'm not sure how this will work in the daylight, it's almost like a, a cradle of filth sort of syndrome that when you watch them in dark clubs, you watch them in dark gigs, you watch them in tents, really dark tents, it works really well. You put them kind of live on a main stage in the middle of the afternoon, it doesn't.
1: I'm pretty sure they'll probably announce a tour after the festival season or during it. Okay.
0: So a few of the tracks. Um, Coalescence, I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, Everything just really, really builds heavily. And the whole thing sort of reminds me of very much of Ministry.
1: There's there's
0: a few tracks that have got quite a Ministry sound to them. And then there are some tracks a bit further down the line that kind of create the. its ministry meets almost like a Nine Inch Nails or a Massive Attack sort of wall of sound. You know the how it kind of builds up to mm. a high point, yeah. And you've got multiple layers of audio coming through. It flows really seamlessly between the tracks. You kind of you kind of forget you're listening to individual things, and you feel like it's just one big long track. There's tracks like Abattoir, uh, which has got lots of kind of static and feedback. Which again is kind of reminds me a lot of some of the uh, Nine Inch Nails stuff where it's just pumping back at you. But I absolutely love this EP and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Harriet now. I've also, because of the attention they're getting, I've got a feeling that the Dog Teeth is going to be absolutely heaving.
1: Yeah, from what I've heard, I imagine it will be. And I'm quite intrigued to listen to them now. I think I've heard one song, but I can't remember what it was when they got first announced for the download lineup.
0: I imagine that's possibly going to be coalescence. Yeah. Just from from listening to it and working Mm. out what you might have been put into playlists. Yeah, but yeah,
1: definitely go and give them a listen now.
0: But yeah, that's profound morality by Harriet. And yeah, absolutely incredible.
1: Right, it's time now for Rock the Week, where we look back at what's happened on this week in previous years. On the 11th of May 1992, Iron Maiden released their Fear of the Dark album. This was their ninth studio album and the first one produced by Steve Harris. And it got to number one in the UK album chart.
0: Good. woohoo! Thoroughly deserved. It's a great album.
1: It is. And Fear of the Dark's one of my favourite Maiden songs. And I think one of my favourite covers. I just love the way that Eddie comes out of the tree in the dark. Mm. Blue and the black on the cover of
0: it. I do like that album.
1: And my other one for this week is on the 9th of May 2006, Red Hot Chili Peppers released Stadium Arcadium, which was also their ninth album. This one, if you remember, it's actually a double. So you've got disc one, which was Jupiter, and disc two was Mars, and there was fourteen tracks on each of them. So it was a pretty epic album in terms of length, and that got them their first US number one album.
0: And that's the follow up to Californication, isn't it?
1: No, Is it not? There was that other one in the middle. What was it called? I don't know. It's got Can't Stop on it. Oh, was it By the Way? Yes, that's the one. By the way, the Badger. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a follow up to By the Way.
0: Yeah, I forgot, by the way, existed. Uh, yeah, so had yeah.
1: I. Only read about it earlier, but anyway, there we go. That's my two bits of Rock the Wheat input this week.
0: Yeah, I've got a couple as well. The first one being in '99 in the Rock Metal Singles charts, The Offspring were uh, number one with Why Don't You Get a Job? I thought it would have been Pretty Fly. No, the guy from Pretty Fly for a White Guy does appear in the video, though.
1: Yes, I remember that.
0: I think he appears near the end. Yeah, so it was number one for 11 weeks, and it also got to number two in the UK singles chart, which I'm genuinely surprised at because it's not a great offspring song. A couple of interesting little things about that. Well, it's from the album Americana, which was a huge album, and really, really good. But the Courthouse Square that's featured in the video is the same one that's used in the Back to the Future trilogy.
1: Oh, didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so... A little random piece of uh, trivia for you there. Also, in 1995, Green Day got to number one in the rock and metal singles chart with Dookie.
1: Album chart.
0: Yeah, that was in the album chart, sorry. They were in the middle of a six-week run and that album was actually released in 1994, so I don't know why it took a year to get to number one in the rock and metal albums chart.
1: I wonder if it was coinciding with a single release, maybe, that then boosted the album sales, possibly, because that does happen, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, well, on its release, it only sold 9,000 copies in its first week in the UK, which 9,000 copies is absolutely nothing, and it ended up going three times platinum in the UK. So it shows you how it was a very, very slow burner. And so three times platinum in the UK, but in the USA, it actually went to diamond status, which means it sold, sold over 10 million copies, which is just insane, an insane amount.
1: That's a lot. <laughs> of albums.
0: Yeah, it had some great tracks on there, Having a Blast, long view. obviously some classics, Welcome to Paradise, Basket Case, FOD. Can you remember the hidden track?
1: Of course I can. Which was? All By Myself.
0: It was All By, all by Myself, hidden track at the end. Who sang it?
1: I know this and I can't remember. Uh, uh,
0: it was uh, Trey Cole, the drummer.
1: That was it, yes.
0: It, it wasn't um, Billy Joe, it was it was actually the drummer.
1: But actually sounds like Kermit the Frog. It does
0: sound like Kermit the <laughs> Frog very, very much. Um, always made me laugh every time I heard that. and I don't think I could stop that album without hearing that. I think you have to get all the way through and listen to that at the end.
1: Yeah, definitely. You can't beat a hidden track as well.
0: Yes, love a hidden track.
1: So today's main feature, we've taken some inspiration from Desert Island discs, and what we've done is we've got three different categories, and we've each chosen three different things in each category.
0: Well, they they are different things, but they're things within that category. So <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got three albums, three films and three of our favourite band T-shirts.
1: And we don't know what each other's going to say for this, so it's going to be a surprise to each other, isn't it? Who's going first?
0: I'll let you go first.
1: Starting with...
0: Pick your first album.
1: My first album is Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. I've mentioned before that this is one of my favourite albums ever, so I could not not pick it. If I was going to be stuck on a desert island, I'd have to have it to listen.
0: Is there any particular highlights?
1: All of it. (laughs) Um, Papercut, that's one of my favourites. And I'm really rubbish with song titles, aren't I? There's another one that I really, really love. Obviously, the singles. It's funny as well with the singles on that album. You know how we've said before that there are some singles that you just get sick of hearing?
0: Yeah. Sweet Child of Mine.
1: Exactly. That album, you've obviously got your three three big singles, was it, off it?
0: Yeah, One Step Closer. uh,
1: And...
0: Which one was Numb on?
1: No, that was later. Anyway, my point is that I don't get sick of hearing those, even though they've been played non-stop for over 20 years now. I can still listen to the singles and not cringe.
0: Yeah, it's a the the singles from that album are kind of a Kerrang. Um, well, any time you put any kind of music channel on, it's, that's what you're going to hear.
1: They're a staple, aren't they? There are certain songs, whatever the playlist that Kerrang put out, you're going to get the same songs, aren't you, pretty much? Linkin Park ones are always up there, but... Yeah, In The End was the other one I was trying to think of. I nearly said In The End, but I wasn't sure if that was
0: the actual title of the single.
1: Yeah, In The End and One Step Closer with the big, big singles. Yeah. Um, Forgotten is another one that I really, really love on that album.
0: Okay, I can't think how that goes off the top of my head. I'll, I'll know it once I hear it. Yeah, but... I'm not
1: going to sing it, but yeah, that's another <laughs> one of my, my favourite. But yeah, as I've always said, I can just listen it start to finish, not skip, not get bored. So and solid... And again.
0: Yeah, solid new metal uh, choice from the late 90s yes i think 98 2000,
1: 2000 oh. as an album
0: 2000 album. Yeah. okay uh yeah so, decent choice
1: what's your first album
0: my first album is um quite a bleak one so it's the downward spiral by like oh. nine inch nails
1: nice and cheerful when you're <laughs> sat on your tod in the sand
0: <laughs> yeah ever such a cheery album yeah again like you said about hybrid theory There's not a track that I'd want to skip. March of the Pigs, Heresy, fantastic songs. Big Man with a Big Gun, Reptile, uh, Erasers on there. It's got Hurt on there as well. Hurt's the last track.
1: So that'll just cheer you up when it finishes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, the Hurt one's interesting because I think, for me, the Johnny Cash cover is actually better than the Nails version.
1: Oh, that's an interesting opinion from such a big Nails fan.
0: Yeah, it's... It's almost as if the song was written for Johnny Cash.
1: I know what you mean it suits his vocal at that yeah. time doesn't
0: it at, at that time with everything that was going on it kind of it, it just works so much better but having seen Hurt Live I, I mean visually it's it's just incredible to watch um yeah it's, it's one of my favorite nail songs but I, I do think the Johnny Cash version is a lot better.
1: Well, you can't take that one with you as well. Unless you're taking a Johnny
0: Cash album. So. I'm, I'm not taking the Johnny Cash album. I'd not actually thought about that. I think, was it Americana 4?
1: I don't know. I'm not that familiar with Johnny Cash apart from, you know, the, the songs that everyone knows, really.
0: We're in a fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice and cheery album. Um, Downward Spiral, Nine Inch Nails, 14 tracks of bleakness, I think. Uh, there is actually, I also recommend there's on YouTube a anybody that enjoys Star Trek, from a comedy point of view, Mm. there is a music video that somebody's put on YouTube using footage from the original Star Trek series to the tune of Closer. Really? Yeah, they've overlaid (laughs) it, and they've made the Spock and Captain Kirk characters overtly sexual, so there's some kind of real undertone of a serious sexual relationship between the two. There's pictures where there's... Kirk in chains and spokes walking around him, and he's got a whip.
1: Okay, <laughs> I've <It's... laughs> seen the original video, but I can't imagine how that would work.
0: Yeah, we. I'll, I will show you this, but I'd, for anybody that wants a good laugh, it's it's worth watching. Right. Okay. So your second album.
1: My second album. It's a compilation: Guns and Roses, the Live Era, nineteen eighty-seven to ninety-three. So my reasoning for picking this one, Guns N' Roses are one of my favourite bands ever and probably my first true musical love, so I had to pick something by them.
0: What about Kylie? What about Jason? Well,
1: you know they went to the back of the cupboard, (laughs) discarded like in Toy Story. Um, But they were my first proper musical true love, I have to say, really. So I had to pick something by them because I wouldn't have been able to not listen to them while I'm stuck on a desert island. Um, I couldn't pick a single album, so I went compilation, but I also went for the live one, because seeing Guns N' Roses live at download in 2018 is one of my life highlights as well. Although it's a Likewise. different era to listen to them live, I went for that one, if you know what I mean. We obviously didn't see them back in the day that so this th- album was. Yeah, so does
0: it cover Destruction and Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 then?
1: It does, yes. I'm sure it does, but yeah, it does. Yeah, it I assume it 92. would if it goes
0: up to 93.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. So it's got all of my favourites on there as well, so... Rather than having to narrow it down to one single album, I've got them all on there and I can just listen and close my eyes and pretend I was there back in the day.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. I nearly went for a Guns N' Roses compilation myself. I nearly went for the greatest hits, which was the grey-silver cover. Mm, uh, As yeah. so we've spoke before, Guns were kind of like my first band that I really got into. The first album I owned was Appetite for Destruction, but I didn't go for it in the end. I've gone for a couple of other choices. Uh, so the, it's it's interesting that you, you, you thought the same thing. Mm. but a different kind of compilation album
1: yeah well like you i thought of the greatest hits the original one to start with but i did go for, say the live one just because of the link to one of my greatest life moments and how's
0: I'm, i've not actually listened to that live one no
1: no oh i've got it on cd
0: wow well, have we got a cd player
1: <laughs> no <laughs> you can look at the box
0: <laughs> look at the box okay <laughs> so with the live version, what's mm. the recording like? So, what I mean is, does it are there many instances where there's kind of crowd interaction on there? Is it like being at a live show?
1: I think there are. I've not listened to it for a few years, to be honest, but I'm sure there's some of Axel's good old crowd interactions. And he, he stays
0: does. on set for all of these.
1: I believe he does. And the album length is two hours thirteen minutes.
0: That's a long album.
1: Yeah, I think it was a double. It's, well, it's got to have been yeah, two yeah, must hours. Have been what's as the well,
0: CD time fifty minutes.
1: Yeah, thereabouts. So it, yeah, it must be a double. Thinking about it, um, the other thing as well was when I was probably about eleven or twelve, I used to have a recording off the telly of a Guns N' Roses show live in Paris, and I used to watch that over and over and over again. And I think some of the tracks on this from Did there as well. I
0: remember a Guns N' Roses video back in the day. There was a live
1: recording, and I've got a feeling that was Paris. It was. But a, it had the black and it was a black and yellow cover. Well, I recorded it off Channel 4. Okay. Still got the video somewhere. It's If we had a video player, we could watch it back and <laughs> laugh at the old adverts.
0: I'm, I'm going to have to look that up, but I, I seem to recall there was a, mm. a live video. I might have even had it myself.
1: Yeah, there probably was an official live video. In fact, I did have Yeah,
0: yeah I did. Oh, was it the User Illusion? It might have been the User Illusion tour.
1: This was the Use Your Illusion tour. Oh, okay. Because so, it was about 92 or 93, yeah, the we, recording.
0: Probably, from, so. I probably had the, the official video. Yeah,
1: I think the Channel 4 one was edited down. I don't think it had the full show in it looking back because I'm sure it's probably only about an hour, hour and a half.
0: Yeah, they've well, the, the, the condensed it for TV and yeah. for any...
1: And obviously the adverts will take up some time as yeah. well. So quite probably the same show then. Okay, that's interesting. So what's your second album?
0: Mine is... Although it sounds quite bleak again, it's actually quite an upbeat album. So it's Transylvania 90210, Songs of Death, Dying and the Dead, which we are huge fans of Wednesday 13.
1: We are, and I do regret not including Wednesday in and Ah, It was closely on there with his live album as well. Again, just to give that mix up
0: yeah. of songs. I went for this one. And to kind of give people an idea of how much we like Wednesday, we've actually got Wednesday 13 tattoos. Yeah, We've got different tattoos in different places, but they're both, a, they're both Wednesday 13 tattoos. And based on that, I have to include a Wednesday album. It's a lot of fun. I still love it to this day. It's got so many old-school horror film references. There's I Walk With A Zombie, House By The Cemetery, I Want You Dead, Buried By Christmas... The Ghost of Vincent Price. There's so many great tracks on here. I think my favourites are probably I Walk With A Zombie, Bad Things, and ooh, either Transylvania 902 or I Will Buried By Christmas. Probably my highlights on there. Mm,
1: they're all classics. They are classics.
0: Yeah. Uh, and again, there's not a track on there that I'd, I'd want to skip. I, th- yeah. I think they're all fantastic songs on the album.
1: Yeah. all Upbeat, good, fun, gore.
0: Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> just a really fun kind of album is old school wednesday his stuff's taken a more serious turn as the years went on but this is kind of like original it's, it's almost mm-hmm. kind of like a throwback to um on drag queens
1: it is and it's the wednesday we fell in love with isn't it so.
0: yeah so that has to be on my list your final album
1: my final album is ghost impera is this the new one this is the new one
0: that's an interesting choice. That's- as a point of reference we saw ghost quite recently yeah a few weeks ago a few manchester. weeks ago in manchester so this is I'm, i know that you've been getting more and more into ghost over the last kind of couple of years
1: yes um, and my reason for including this basically is if we were to go onto the desert island now i would have to take this with me because i've listened to either all or part of it every day since it was released Wow. Pretty much, I think. There might be the odd day when I have not but I'm sure I've listened to at least one song every day. So if I went now and I didn't have it with me and I have to go cold turkey without it, I don't know if I'd cope.
0: (laughs) I didn't realise you'd listen to it that much. Have
1: you not noticed?
0: Yes, I do do hear you playing it a lot, but I hadn't realised it was pretty much every day.
1: Yeah. Not necessarily all of it, all the way through, but at least one song a day. It's like my ghost fix at the
0: moment. That is... I'm quite surprised by that. I, I wasn't expecting anything so kind of, well, so modern. So
1: modern. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, if no, in normal circumstances, and you said what three albums would you pick, you'd probably think of ones that have stood the test of time that you've yeah. listened to for years and years and years. But I just think, yeah, because I've got that current addiction to it, I'd have to take it. It's
0: a fair choice. It's. Um, I've listened to the album quite a bit before we went to see them, and I really like it. It's. I feel like this is the album that's got me more into Ghost. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've gone back and started listening to two other albums that they have done and other singles. But, yeah, can't argue with that choice. I, I, as far as albums go, I think it's it's a good album and it's one that I've got into more and more.
1: Okay, what's your last one?
0: My last one, this one is Back to Bleak again. It's another Nine Inch Nails album and it's The Fragile.
1: Wow, interesting that you've got two albums from one artist.
0: Yeah, so this is... The second Nine Inch Nails album I've chosen. This again is kind of like a double album to a point. There's 23 tracks on there, and you for, you, you just kind of forget how how long this album was.
1: Mm, it's epic, isn't it?
0: It is. So there's plenty to go at, but it has got some amazing tracks on it. And I always get confused by sorry, not confused. I always get. I'm always unsure of which is my favorite Nine Inch Nails album. I start listening to Downward Spiral and go, this is this is my favorite. And then I'll listen to the fragile and go, oh, no, this is my favourite, actually. And I, I just can't choose between the two, so both had to come.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, amazing tracks on this. Day the World Went Away, We're In This Together. Which is quite funny if it's supposed to be on a desert island. Yeah. <laughs> so you're stuck with <laughs> me. <laughs> um, yeah, just like you imagined, The Way Out is Through, Into the Void, Where Is Everybody. It's got starfuckers on this one. Which is the one where Marilyn Manson is the video? So they had a huge yeah. fallout. I've got a feeling wasn't Starfuckers about Manson?
1: I think it was, yeah.
0: But then they obviously kissed, made up, and Manson is in the video for this, yeah. Uh, playing some, I think he plays some kind of hooker that gets into the back of his Trent's limo, and obviously they've since fallen out again. But yeah, it's uh, it's an epic album. It's absolutely amazing. I've just checked; it is a double album.
1: Yeah, I thought it was. So, so,
0: 23 tracks. I think the average must be around five minutes of, a track on here. There's some long songs on there.
1: Mm, it's curious that we both ended up with a double album as well then, isn't it, really?
0: Yeah, so you have the live album, yeah. which was double, and I was also going to pick a Guns N' Roses album. Mm. And I picked a Wednesday album, which you were going to pick.
1: Yeah.
0: And I've picked a double album as well, so... It sounds like we well we'd have plenty of tracks to go at.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're on the desert island at the same time, then obviously <laughs> we can swap about a bit if that's allowed.
0: I think we'd have to see. Okay, moving on to films. Uh, we've both picked three films each. We don't know what again what each other's got.
1: So, what's your first film then?
0: My first film is a cult horror late seventies. It's Halloween. <laughs> That laugh makes me think you've picked Halloween as <laughs> well. I've picked
1: Halloween as well. Does that mean we get to pick another one?
0: Potentially. Although it's what we'd take, so maybe not.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Well, Okay, so we've got two copies of Halloween. <laughs> I've I've picked it, again, like Wednesday. I take my films very seriously. And Halloween is a film that I've just... Grew, I grew up watching this. I think I watched this the first time I was about 10, 11 years old. And... It just blew me away. The the walk that Michael has, the 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 storyline, the just the the presence, almost that supernatural kind of part to it. It's it's just one of my favourite films. It's I, I absolutely love this.
1: Yeah, same. I love an old school classic horror film, and I had to go for Halloween because it's my favourite.
0: It's interesting that we could have we could have gone for any of that era, mm. and we've both picked the same one. Do you know what the Michael mask is? Can you remember what the Michael mask is? No. It's actually a William Shatner mask.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. Did so I know a, this? It's a William Shatner, William Shatner latex mask, and they cut the eye holes to make them a lot bigger, and make it look less like William Shatner,
1: hmm. and
0: then they painted black on the inside of the on the outer skin yeah. around his eyelids, so you've got that constant dark look.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um, if you, but if you didn't, yeah, it's one of those, it's kind of just one of those random things that I've, I've read somewhere and just kind of retained that information. Well,
1: which, those things that you'd know.
0: Yeah. With my habit for retaining useless crap. Uh, but yeah, I, oh, I'm so excited by that film. I really am. I, it has to be on my list and what else are you going to watch on a desert?
1: Well, exactly. Yeah. You don't want it all to be sunshine and sand, do you? Yeah.
0: No, we, we need a bit of reality in there, or supernatural.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, Halloween has to be on there for me. And I, I, I just, <laughs> just can't believe we, we both picked the same one.
1: To be fair, though, I'm not surprised, because we both know we both love the film, so... I,
0: I think you picking it surprised me. Really? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought... I, I know things that are definitely going to be on your list, mm. but this one was kind of... Thrown me a little. It's not one that I would have automatically assumed you'd go for. Oh, well. There we there go. There we go. Okay, so we've actually done our first film each.
1: We have, yeah. So who goes second?
0: I'll let you go second.
1: Okay, my second film is Nightmare Before Christmas, which you probably guessed. I'd this have. is
0: one that I knew you you'd put in.
1: Yeah. yeah, this is my comfort blanket of the film world, really. What's not to love about it, really? Watch it at Halloween, watch it at Christmas, watch it all year round, over and over again, sing along.
0: It's not a film that I've watched too many times. I've. It's, it's just not the kind of thing that I'm into. You're
1: not into animation, really, are you?
0: Not as far as mo- Well, if you take out Beavis and But Do America, oh, yeah. um, that's kind of like the only animation that's really worked for me. What else is it that you love about it? Is it just the Tim Burton styling
1: yeah, it's all of it. It's just it's just all about Halloween again, isn't it? Which, you know, is my favourite time of year. It's Halloween all year round, round here, So I just love the dark undertones that Jack loves Halloween, but he wants to try Christmas, but he realises in the end it's just, you know, eh, back to <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Halloween's better than Christmas. It's it the moral certainly of the is. tale.
0: It certainly is. But you don't get time off for Halloween.
1: You don't. I think you should, really. But if I were Prime Minister.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: What's your next one?
0: So my next one is, again, a film that I love to bits. I've probably seen, I'm not sure if I've seen this or Halloween the most, but I've got this tattooed on my arm, just like Wednesday, and it's The Crow. Of course. Which you kind of knew was going to be on my list anyway. Yes, uh, I would have guessed that one. Yeah, so it's, a, it's an absolute masterpiece. It's, I think it was released around 94, I think. So It's we're coming up to almost 30 years since mm, that got released, gosh. which is frightening, yeah. and it's got the uh, late Brandon Lee in it, who died in a tragic accident on set. He was killed by an accidental dummy round, I think it was that was in the chamber of the prop gun, which is not a million miles away from what happened in America not too long ago with Alec Baldwin. Mm, yeah, similar a similar kind of thing happened there. It kind of I suppose this added more fuel to the you know the uh, Lee curse. Mm, yeah so there was a for people who don't know brandon lee's father was bruce lee who again died in kind of strange circumstances which i think his, i think his was something like a reaction to medication some kind of i think it was like a paracetamol i think he reacted he reacted to something like that anyway uh, i might be wrong on that but i'm pretty sure that he had some kind of reaction and died uh but yeah it's got so many kind of dark moments and beautiful moments in it as well though it's also got the greatest movie soundtrack I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, it's got some good songs in it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I think Henry Rollins is on there.
1: Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch, Inch Nails are on there. The Cure
0: a... are on there. Is it
1: Joy Division cover that Nails do? Yes,
0: yeah. it's Burn. Yeah, that's yeah. the Cure one, isn't it? Yeah that's, the Cure. Yeah. yeah, that's the Cure cover they do. Yes, they cover it's Burn. It's Dead Souls, isn't it? Dead Souls. Nails do,
1: Yeah, the Joy Division
0: one. So, yeah. A soundtrack with Cure, Nine Inch Nails, Henry Rollins, or Alison Chains on there too. I can't remember. I've got a feeling something like Alice in Chains is on there as well. But it's ag- got
1: a lot from around that early 90s yeah, theme, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, early midnight is kind of really strung out guitar, just mm. absolutely incredible soundtrack and has to go in my, my top films. Okay, so your next choice?
1: My final film is Donnie Darko.
0: I'd forgotten about Donnie Darko. You
1: forgot about Donnie Darko? Yeah. Oh. Oh Yeah, again it's one of my favourite films ever. I haven't actually watched it for a long time for some reason. I must have forgot about it subconsciously, but I've watched it so many times and I can watch it again and again and you still see something different every time you watch it. Yeah.
0: And it's it's a film that you kind of understand and think you can explain until you try to explain it yeah. and then you can't explain it.
1: I understand it in my head completely, but I can't explain it to anyone. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that is a great choice. I'd totally forgotten about mm. Bunny Darker.
1: It'd just be something to pass the time to keep pondering on, because you can always think, "Well, actually, do I understand it?" Then you see something different. You think, "Actually, no, that's completely not what." My I'm first thinking.
0: theory is completely wrong.
1: Yeah, actually, I think this is what happens. And again, there's some good songs on the soundtrack. I, I can't remember who's on that. I know it's quite eighties themed, isn't it? There's Mad World. Yeah, and the is that
0: the Gary? It's the cover, isn't it? Yeah. I think originally it was a Tears for Fears mm, song.
1: Yeah, and I think Echo and the Bunny are on there. Mm-hmm. And off the top of my head, I can't remember any others. But the songs that suit the film, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. I think that's a solid choice. I I love Donnie Darko too. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Kind of. I think it was one that kind of like made him quite a bit of a sort of a cult star, at least.
1: Yeah, the it is, paved it's the
0: way a, for him.
1: Yeah, quite a cult film, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it. it, it, well. it that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Is this the one that's got? It's got Patrick Swayze in this.
1: Yes, it has actually. I completely forgot about that. It's got Drew Barrymore. Yeah,
0: I feel like Drew Barrymore's in this. Sure, it's Drew
1: Barrymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm convinced Drew Barrymore's in it as well. And I think that yeah, Drew, she's the teacher, yeah, isn't she? I, I think, had to think
1: that. I know she's in it, but I couldn't think how she was in it. If you know what I mean, She was the teacher.
0: I've also got a feeling that they helped fund the film. I'm sure Drew Barrymore helped fund it, and mm. I think Patrick Swayze may have done as well, uh, just to kind of get it off the get it running off the ground. And yeah, yeah it it got a real cult following. This film mm. uh, it must
1: be quite old now as well. It Must be about twenty years. Yeah, I it's got be. It's got to
0: be getting close to twenty yeah. years now. And yeah, solid choice.
1: What's your last one?
0: My last one, I've gone for a bit of a, a fun film. As we, were, as we were talking, I thought, do I put this one in? Because I've just thought of some more. So I mentioned mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead to America, which I absolutely love Beavis and Butthead. I It's kind of something that I, I grew up watching as a kid and I still love it to this day. And the film really works as well, but that's not my choice. My choice, I've gone for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
1: You just reminding me I didn't include yeah. Wayne's World. Well, I
0: thought you were going to choose Wayne's World, which no, is why I, I didn't pick Wayne's World. Oh,
1: no. Can we have four? <laughs> have a backup in case no, we breaks. No, we, we can't have four.
0: Your choice is your choice.
1: Mm, but we've both got Halloween. Can we swap a Halloween for Wayne's World? <laughs>
0: can we swap a Halloween for Wayne's World? That's okay, maybe. We can maybe do that. Okay. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Absolutely love this film still. Always makes me laugh. Obviously, apart from the two main characters, it's also got George Carlin in, who played Rufus. Totally forgot the (laughs) character's name there. Yes, George Carlin plays Rufus. He goes back in time to make sure that Bill and Ted uh, play at their, I think it's the prom. Yeah. And if they don't, it basically means that all of society is destroyed. In the future, the, um, the enemy of Bill and Ted send two cyborgs back, to ruin the career, well, to kill Bill and Ted and ruin the career. Lots of fun in it. Bill and Ted uh, challenge death to a best of three games to try and win back their lives. And instead of choosing what would be more traditional games, they play tabletop American football, they play Twister. And there was a. It, it basically, they just keep beating death at everything, the just most ridiculous games that you could imagine. So, yeah, so this one has to go in for me. I, it's a really fun film. And just, yeah, it just makes me laugh every time I watch it.
1: Excellent choice. Excellent. Last category then is band T-shirts. I've assumed that this is also covering festival T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, then what's your first one?
0: Okay, so my first one is going to be uh, a T-shirt that's going to bug you because yours is kind of ruined. So my first one is my Enter Shikari Stop the Clocks Tour T-shirt.
1: Yes, mine mysteriously sprung some holes in the back of it.
0: Yeah, it kind of looked like yours had been ribbed by Freddy Krueger. It
1: did. Just at the bottom of the back, no idea how that's happened. No. it's an otherwise good quality T-shirt, but...
0: Mine is absolutely fine. Mm. Um, I think one of the things I love about this, as well as the, the logo at the front, but it's got the little Shikari uh, logo stitched onto the T-shirt in the bottom right corner.
1: Yeah, I think they do that on all of the t-shirts that they do because the one i got with the album that's got one on it at the front as well
0: yes it's yeah it's a nice little touch and i remember that being a great tour love the t-shirt and yeah it's just something that's a little different that you don't see on every single t-shirt it's a nice the the kind of turquoise that runs through it's just a nice kind of color to it
1: yeah it's a lovely color i have to agree with that uh
0: yeah so that's my first choice and your first choice
1: my first choice is my Download Pilot T-shirt from last year. Oh,
0: why did I not think of putting that on?
1: I had a feeling that you might include that one. So I just loved that because it was just such an amazing event, really. It was just so special to be there. And it's one of those things as well that we've noticed since we've been to gigs recently, haven't we? That you spot people in more them. People, They're yeah. like, it's like a badge of honour. I was there because there were so few people there compared to normal download. And it was like, ah, you were one of them. You were there too. And the other thing I love about this T-shirt is it wasn't until probably a week or so later, I remember I was wearing it and I looked in the mirror while I was brushing my teeth and I spotted that Download Dog on the front is actually doing a lateral flow test because <laughs> he's got the the swab thing in his mouth, he has, hasn't yeah. he? And you hadn't noticed that? I haven't
0: noticed that now.
1: Just thought it was Download Dog just being Download Dog, but he's actually doing his lateral flow test, which I think is quite a cool touch as well.
0: <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, that that's a T-shirt that brings back a lot of memories. It was. Mm. I think it, it, it was an emotional festival too. Yeah. So we did the last available full festival that was 2019. Yeah. I think it was, and we'd got tickets for 20. We then got tickets for 21. Obviously, both festivals got cancelled, and we were just so fortunate that we were one of well, two of the 10,000 people that managed mm. to get tickets for Pilot Festival.
1: Yeah, it was good that they did the pre-order or what do you call it, pre-sale for people who'd already got their tickets for this year's festival. So yes. that helped.
0: Yeah, it kind of sped the process up. And but. yeah, we, we both managed to get our tickets for that. Yeah, I think that's a great choice for a t-shirt and I can't believe I'd forgotten about that. And I think they, they nailed the design for that as well. Mm. I think the Download Pilot t-shirt, it just looked something fresh and different from what it, mm. from the usual kind of designs that you get at a, at a festival.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a unique design on it as well. So.
0: Oh, that's an amazing choice, yeah. I wish I'd thought of that.
1: Dope. What is your next one then?
0: My next one is a festival t-shirt though and it's download again but it's download 2004
1: ah your first festival my first
0: festival so this is the main reason that i've chosen that t-shirt
1: yeah i would have included ozfest as being my first festival but no one knows where miles fest t-shirt went do they bugbear of mine isn't it where is miles fest t-shirt
0: well it could, with you it could be anywhere <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not anywhere i know i've not seen it for years <laughs> anyway carry on <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Download 2004 was my first festival, I had a great time, and the t-shirt, and just looking back at the lineup, the lineup was so strong that year, there were some absolutely incredible bands. I know you're a big Biffy Clyro fan, and you didn't go and watch Biffy Clyro.
1: I know, I, well, I don't think I did, but we didn't know who they were back in the day, they were in the tiny tent, so...
0: They were, they were on the smaller stage really early in the day.
1: Yeah, so I know I did see a couple of bands in the little tent, but... I could not tell you if it was Biffy or not.
0: I don't know if I actually watched anybody in the small tent or not. I think yeah. I was mainly on the main stage and the second stage.
1: Mm. I think I only did on the Saturday, which I think is when Biffy were there. I don't remember going in on the Sunday. But... Well,
0: the, the, the Sunday was such a strong lineup: Yeah, you know, Metallica, Slipknot, Korn, Hatebreed were on the second stage. But there were just so many amazing bands you'd happily watch at any, any festival. But yeah, that was my first festival, so Download 2004 has to go on. And your second choice?
1: My second choice T-shirt is my Skindred Newport Helicopter T-shirt.
0: Now, is that is that a tour T-shirt, or is that just a... It's just
1: a random one. Okay. And I think you bought it, maybe. I think I did, yeah. You did. I think yeah. I did buy you that, yeah. Um. So I love this one because, hey, it's Skindred. Yep. But also, Newport Helicopter is just one of those things, isn't it, if you know, you know... Yeah. As well. So the front of it just says Newport Helicopter with a little star on it. And also just doing the Newport Helicopter is always a classic moment at a Skindred gig or a festival. So yeah, it's just a classic moment. Every time you see Skindred, you know you're going to get Newport Helicopter. Moment. And Yeah. <laughs> on the back it says, I think it's something like, Wait for it, bitches, which is Benji's classic <laughs> Benji's line. line, yeah. Isn't it? So, and then I think it says Skindred in very small writing at the bottom of that yeah. as well. So it's one of those that you have to be a Skindred fan if you spot someone out in it. Yeah. You know. And then the other reason I love it is a former... Newport resident for a few years at university, the Newport connection there as well. So, <laughs> um, What's your second one? My third one. Your third one? Sorry, I can't count, can I? Your third one.
0: My third one is a trash boat t-shirt, okay. uh, Don't You Feel Amazing, was the tour.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that was, I've, I've picked that one because I was originally going to pick my Life is Pain Death Blooms t-shirt. Okay, yeah. However, I've picked this one because Death Blooms were also at this gig.
1: Ah. Supporting
0: Trash Boat, yeah, along with another band.
1: It was Calva Louise and Strange Bones. Yeah, it so was it, was four sp- bands.
0: Yeah, it was four bands. Yeah, it's four bands. So Calva Louise, I started to really get into towards the end. Um, Strange Bones, I thought were incredible. Death Blooms blew me away as usual, mm-hmm. and Trash Boat were fantastic as well. And it's a really cool design. It's kind of like a oval sort of design to the front with Trash Boat in the middle, and it's just a very simple, plain design but just I, I, there's something about it, it just looks really really nice
1: i like uh, the print on it as well it's kind of a reddish orange isn't yeah, it which is a bit different yeah it's well. not just
0: a black and white yeah kind of tee. it's it, that's what i mean it, it just looks different from other sort of mm. band t-shirts that i've got and we we've got a quite a number between us but yeah I, I think that's just there's something different about it so it just looks nice and i really like it and it's got lots of good memories there so and what's your third
1: My third and final item is my Death Blooms Airbnb t-shirt.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So I wasn't sure what to pick for this one, but then I thought about it. I have to go for that one because firstly, we all know we love Death Blooms. Yeah. And secondly, I just love the story behind the Airbnb t-shirt. So for people that don't know that, there was a girl who booked an Airbnb for a Death Blooms show in Bristol last Mm -hmm. year, I think it was. It was, yeah. And for some reason, the Airbnb owner asked her why she was wanting to rent the Airbnb, which I don't think is a normal thing to do. But anyway, she told him that she was going to see Death Blooms. He then went and listened to Death Blooms and then refused to let her stay in the Airbnb. And I think his words were that they were aggressive, expletive, riddled, and disturbing. <laughs> So, Death Blooms then caught wind of this and they designed the t shirt, which has Death Blooms on the front and Paul Barrow's face in red. And then on the back it says aggressive, expletive, riddled, and disturbing. And then they did a print run of this and said if it sold out, that they would then pay for the girls' accommodation before their gig, which it did.
0: Yeah. So, I
1: just love the tale <laughs> behind that, as well as it being a really cool t shirt. Yeah. So.
0: But the design on that is cool. It's a nice colour. Like I say, I think it's the story that really sells yeah. it. I think. Because I think it sold out on its first run and they had to get more made.
1: Yeah, because mine's actually from the second run, isn't it? Cause yeah. It sold out quite quickly, I think.
0: And again, I think that's another t shirt I got for you. You did. Yes. <laughs> You're doing well out of these t shirts. Yeah, no, i on <laughs> Yeah, I do love the story behind that. I'm sure Death has got in touch with Airbnb, and I don't know if it, Airbnb ever said anything back. They never really commented on it, did they?
1: I don't know because there were the screenshots of the man's message to the girl. I think they got banded around on Twitter. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. And it, Airbnb
1: got tagged in it, so they would have. Been there was made a lot away. of heat on.
0: There was a lot of heat on Twitter. Yeah. For Ed.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it, but it seems to have quietened down. But I'd, it'd yeah. be interesting to know if anything ever came of that it
1: will to be honest probably not because airbnb is so big that they probably yeah. wouldn't necessarily it's not going to do their business any harm is it so
0: no that people will still continue to use um, airbnb whether
1: said airbnb owner is still allowed to or not whether anything in terms of discrimination or anything was done against him
0: that's uh that's gonna be one we're gonna have to look into and yeah maybe come back to that in another episode i think
1: yeah Whatever happened to that Airbnb man? Is he still in business? I hope not. Well, so that's the end of that section then. So we've got three albums each, kind of three films each, if we're letting Wayne's World in to cover a Halloween We'll let Wayne's topic. World in. <laughs> and we've got three t-shirts to wear each as well. So we'll be fairly happy on this little desert island, I would think, for a while. Yeah, else. and
0: I think we're pretty cool with each other's selections, too. If
1: we've got only one player of things between us, one CD player, one DVD player, or whatever, That's a bit old-fashioned, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe we'd have a streaming <laughs> device. don't know how modern this desert island is. Yeah, if yeah. this
0: desert island's got streaming devices, it means it's Wi-Fi enabled. I'm calling for help. <laughs> okay,
1: fair enough. My point is, if we can only watch or listen to one thing at a time, I think we'll be okay. Obviously, I could wear your T-shirts, you probably not mine.
0: Not a chance am I
1: going to fit in your (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts. Anyway.
0: Finally this week, we've got our ready-to-mosh recommendation.
1: And this week, it's Wayward Sons. Wayward Sons are a band who've been around for around five years now, but their lead singer, Toby Jepson, has been in the music industry for around 30 years. He started out with the Little Angels in the, I think it was kind of late 80s to mid-90s. I came across them on, I think it was Now 23, with their single Too Much Too Young. Don't know if you remember that.
0: I don't remember that.
1: You know, it was quite a big single at the time.
0: I think I'm getting it confused with an Airborne song. Was it Too Much Too Young Too Fast?
1: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I was aware of him kind of way back in the 90s, but since then he's done... Various other things, he's been in gun, he's done some producing. I think Little Angels reformed in 2012 for download, but I don't think we saw them that year. I
0: didn't see them, no.
1: And then, yeah, he formed Wayward Sons in 2017, and the first album, Ghosts of Yet To Come, came out that year. That was followed in 2019 by The Truth Ain't What It Used To Be, and their most recent album was Even Up The Score, which was released last year.
0: And this is the one that was was this written during the first lockdown?
1: It was, yes. And
0: then recorded when they could yeah. and then released last year. Last year, yeah. yeah.
1: And then they had a tour scheduled for it last year which inevitably got postponed and um, we had tickets for it and we finally got to see them. I think it was the third date that it came around on in March.
0: Yes. Uh, played at the Rescue Rooms in Nottingham. We got there nice and early, got a really decent spot. They were excellent live. Um, it's one of the oldest audiences that I think I've ever been to for a gig.
1: Yes, I would agree with that, which, to be honest, isn't surprising considering how long Toby's been around for and he's got quite a big following as an individual, really, as well as obviously bringing fans into Wayward Sons now as well.
0: Yeah, and Wayward Sons are opening download
1: they are yes they're on the main stage on the friday so they're kicking it all off
0: yeah and i think that's potentially going to be my first band to watch
1: same, yeah, I'm planning to go and check them out. Did actually try and see them at Download back in 2018. They were on the Dogtooth in the middle of the afternoon, but the tent was really packed out. I couldn't get beyond the entrance, so I kind of stood in the entrance gap of the tent for a while and then kind of gave up, really, because I couldn't really see much.
0: <laughs> Fair enough, I think. Yeah, really good live. really like the last album. The last album's really good. Um, yeah
1: I like all three to be honest and they do follow on from each other don't they They kind of
0: yeah there's kind of a, t- a progressive timeline there isn't there yeah
1: and almost telling the tale of kind of the world as it is now and there's a lot of social and political undertones to it
0: yeah yeah very much so it can I, I suppose it could be taken at face value or it could be taken with kind of the undertones that sit within the album and um, I just I, I really enjoyed it yeah I, I still listen to it a lot I'm looking forward to seeing them again
1: same So there's our recommendation for this week. Wayward Sons, go and check them out. And if you're at download, go and give them a watch on Friday.
0: Well, that wraps it up for this week. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search Ready to Moshcast and give us a like and follow on there. And if you like what you've been listening to, tell people about the podcast as well. Always helps to spread the message. So thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week.
1: Get stop moog.